0: I understand what people may think, but listen. Discord is unbelievable. Again, back to the community I built, it's just kind. It's, you know, it's nice. It's thoughtful. Tons of moods learning. Unbelievable OGs coming in and helping. And that is a game changer. Our grandparents did not have this. That to me excites me. I mean I've spent the last 12 years building Gary I want this to be my Harry Potter, my Pokemon, my like this is a very big ambition for me. I will spend the rest of my life building this intellectual property. Yes. You are now listening to the Feed Fam Sessions Podcast with your host, Mr. Messer. Oh yeah, subscribe, like,
1: Also very proudly, Iranian-American individual. Oh my God, Sarah, like Gary just bought three of your art pieces and the rest of them sold out in like 30 seconds. Like this is insanity.
0: VFAM, what's up? I am back with another episode of the VFAM sessions. My name is Mr. Messer, you could call me Rob, and I am so privileged to be here with the one, the only, Sarah Bauman, uh, founder of Women & Weapons, V-Friend, amazing artist, amazing person, all the above. Uh, Sarah, how are you?
1: I am phenomenal. Thank you so much for having me on. I don't think I could be in better company than with a fellow V-Friend. Uh, quite literally, the kindest, most wonderful community on the planet.
0: <laughs> I, I love it, and I, I can't thank you enough for being here. I'm so excited. Uh, you know, me, like many has, have in this family, have been following your story uh, from day one, and I'm I'm so excited to um, open up the hood a little bit, peek behind the curtain, and to to hear all the amazing uh, stories behind the story. Um, yeah. So with that, if you don't mind, just I call it like a little 55 second cliff notes on on who you are, and let's let's put a like a dead stop. Let's go like pre COVID, because uh, I really want to dive into the the Web three era. But yeah, let's let's give you a hard stop there.
1: Okay. Who was Sarah
0: Bauman pre COVID?
1: Pre COVID, Sarah Bauman was an occupational therapist. I think at that point in time, I'd probably been practicing for like three and a half, four years. Um, occupational therapist full time in both outpatient and the hospital system. Um, and also part time artist working on artworks on the side, doing commissions, um, you know, selling my artwork through Etsy. Uh, also very proudly Iranian-American individual um, and aspiring to be a full-time artist at that point in time.
0: Amazing. And is it something that was a part of you as as a child? Did you already always, I think I've heard that you were always artistic and, and gravitated towards that, but did you, I mean, was that like what I wanted to be when I grow up? I just want to be an artist. Was that your story?
1: Oh forever, forever. That's all I ever, ever, ever wanted. Either that or an archaeologist, because I also love history and bones and stuff like that. Um, but forever. That's all I've ever wanted to do was to be an artist. Um, if you got my dad on here right now, he would tell you that when Sarah was a kid, she'd come home from preschool or kindergarten. She'd say, daddy, it's time to get down to some serious coloring. And that's quite literally what I would do like at the end of my day forever, like all the way from kindergarten till like I was working as a full-time therapist was the end of my day was my decompression time where I made art. Um, but it, it, you know, ultimately was what I wanted to do full time. suit with my passion.
0: Uh, fantastic. Um, that's so cool. I mean, do you have like the do you have the like uh, stash like the the folders of, of your artwork as a kid somewhere in your parents house or your house?
1: I don't my mom does and I keep telling my mom like mom get rid of it. She has like four or five like massive boxes of my old art stuff that I used to make. Um, and like, apparently one of my favorite things, whenever I was little, like starting in kindergarten was I used to cut out, I used to draw a template of a camera and then I'd cut it out and I'd tape it together. So it was like a 3d little camera thing. And then I'd draw all these pictures and I'd put them inside of the camera and I would go around pretending that I was taking photos and I'd pull out these little drawings that I drew and I'd like give them to people. And so I think my mom still has a whole bunch of those little, like, Templated, taped up cameras that I used to make, but of course now they're all like flattened because they've been in That's boxes awesome and stuff. But yeah, that was one of my favorite things that I used to do.
0: That's. It sounds like that is ahead of its time. That it sounds like you you made your own Polaroid whole experience.
1: Yeah, um, basically.
0: <laughs> so that's so fun to to know that um that little tidbit um how it's something you always always strive for. So you're making real art. You're on the grind. We know it's not easy. We know that Web3, one of the things that it did was give artists a new platform to get paid uh, their worth, what they deserved, all of the above. Um, so let's like, I'm, I'm trying to piece this timeline together, but when did the crypto come into your life? I heard that you and Jake were in it before NFTs came about. So let's, when did you get first get introduced to crypto?
1: Yeah, Jake, so Jake is very much, um, I would say, like, almost almost like a Gary where he's, like, on top of everything new that's coming out, like, all the new technological advancements and everything all the time. Um, and I'm not as on top of that stuff, especially whenever I was working in the hospital, because you basically touch your phone, like, before you go to work and then after you get off work for a little while. Um, so he was into crypto in 2017, uh, dabbling in, like, Bitcoin and obviously getting into Ethereum and so on and so forth. And um, when he discovered NFTs was, I want to say like maybe late 2020, early 2021, um, and him recognizing how you know, special it was, especially for artists, he was like, Sarah, you need to look into this. Sarah, you need to learn about this. Sarah, you need to pay attention to this. Um, and of course, you know it's, it's a lot to digest, like the whole NFT ecosystem, digital collectibles, the technology and what have you, especially early 2021. So I slowly dipped my toes in, slowly started learning about it, engaging in Twitter, communities, Discord, what have you, learning, one, it was really interesting. Technology was fascinating. And two, um, this is a brand new frontier and something that I think was very advantageous for artists to be in that brand new frontier, especially early. And you get yourself in front of this incredible global audience, have your artwork on blockchain and have, you know, these royalties in perpetuity, which was incredibly, you know, fantastic for an artist and you get to stay stay in contact with your collectors forever because it's on the blockchain um and so jake was definitely in it way before i was i got into it in like 2021
0: and i know everyone has their own journey of 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 getting it we'll say did you as an artist as someone that did you whether it was your business hat on or you're just like your creativity hat like how long did it take for you to like really get and see the full potential upon learning? Like, oh, wow, this is really cool.
1: Man, it took me a long time. And I think the reason for that is that I'm not a am not typically like a screen type of person. Like I don't do well behind a computer or a TV or like any sort of technological devices. I have to like touch, feel, explore like 360, you know, involve myself in something to really gather it and engage with it. So it took me a while to really understand like what was underneath the hood of all this. Like I think I got like a base layer of understanding initially, probably within the first like couple months, but it wasn't probably for about like six or seven months that I was like, okay, this is really starting to click with me. I really get it. I see why this is something that's so insanely special. Um, Whereas my husband, of course, like right off the bat, he's super Mm. tech savvy. He was like, oh my God, this is amazing. You have to pay attention to it. And of course me, I'm like, Ah, tech is hard, but okay. Let's let's learn about this. So, yeah, it took me a little bit longer, but definitely got there.
0: Uh, I'll say, and, and that that's a perfect segue into to this. Well, let me let me start with a tweet. So on on September twenty fifth, twenty twenty one, Gary Vaynerchuk uh, said tweets out: If you are an artist and have NFTs for sale, but have never been able to sell one, or just listed this week for the first time, please reply. I like to be your first customer. X O X O X O. Before we get into the series of events that happens after that, where are you? Give us a quick snapshot of where are you in your creative life with this technology. Um, I'll let you just jam on that for a sec.
1: Yeah, in my creative life, I would say I this is like right as I had just finished painting the ten piece wash painted women and weapons collection, like, collection like the OG collection, right. Um, And this was still me, like, learning and dabbling with technology, certainly not an expert, but definitely still, like, very, you know, crypto NFT curious, like, there's something that can be built here, there's something really special about this, got to learn about it, got to dabble, so certainly not, you know, where I am now, um, but very intrigued, very curious, seeing how advantageous this was for for artists, you know, having this kind of autonomy and independence, Um, and I mean, I don't want to say too much until you get to ask the questions, but I just, yeah, shot my shot.
0: <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll leave it open. I mean, it's an incredible story. Um, so I, 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 think I heard you were at work. Is that yeah. accurate? So, so I'll let you run with that, those series of events, because a lot happens in about two hours. Cause I look, I yeah. did my research and looked at the timeline of um, a lot happened. And I think you went into work that day as, as a certain Sarah Bauman, you came out um, with your life totally changed.
1: Yeah, I mean... It, Talk to it, us about that. Yeah, so it's funny, because it was a Saturday. I remember this very clearly, because I had to work at the hospital on a Saturday, which weekends were never my favorite days to work in the hospital. Um, and so I commented on his tweet before I went into the hospital. I'd love it if you were my first collector's, you know, ads link to, you know, mint and pieces. Um And then I get to the hospital. Obviously, I'm doing all of my like patient evaluations, looking over the charts, seeing who all is on my caseload for the day, so on and so forth. Um, Run upstairs. I think I'm treating like maybe my first or second patient of the day, something like that. Um, I'm in the patient's room and I'm getting just like a bajillion notifications on my Apple Watch, which bless the Apple Watch at that point in time. Otherwise, I probably would have had no idea what was happening. Um, And of course, I'm like, this is like way more than I can, you know, digest with my Apple Watch. So... I get my patient back to bed and I'm like, I got to run back downstairs and figure out what on earth is going on. Run downstairs. I call my husband. I'm like, give me the TLDR. I don't have time to be like scrolling through all this. What's going on? Jake, who's been an avid fan of Gary for forever is crying. He's like, Oh my God, Sarah, like Gary just bought three of your art pieces and the rest of them sold out in like 30 seconds. Like this is insanity. And um, I think my first question back to him was, can i retire from healthcare and he was like no and i was like okay cool um but i mean i definitely like kind of melted out of my chair and of course all my coworkers are looking at me like are you okay like you don't want to be on a hospital floor that's nasty um and i was like i'm good but this guy gary v just bought some of my artworks and like the rest of them sold out and of course they're kind of like yay like congrats that's super awesome thinking you know it's like making an etsy sale and i'm like right. no well um And, you know, prior to that, like, of course, I'd been marinating on like a greater women and weapons collection. But whenever that happened, it was kind of like the aha moment, like, girl, you better get to work. Um, And I did. Uh, And basically after that was like five, six hour days after working in the hospital for nine hours a day of drawing and creating traits and trying to build this this women and we- weapons ecosystem basically
0: just fascinating and for and I'll I'll pin this up but just for those unaware of the story um and uh, maybe unaware of web3 because we have a lot of people coming into this ecosystem that are coming from collectibles coming from the different um you know collaborations a lot of people are still unsure of this Web3, um, but one of, the, one of the headlines of Web3 is things happen fast. So I mentioned that, that original tweet from Gary, uh, doing what Gary does, just trying to put, help people and put them on. That was 11.54 a.m. Sarah tweets back at 12.32 p.m. Um, on her way into work. I would be honored to have you as my first collector. Uh, Gary at 1:19 p.m. says, Sarah, I am your first collector. Love your stuff. Make more now and then i think that's where everything hit the roof um so you you were planning on were you planning on like the the 10k for women of weapons or did you pivot to that after this happened
1: no i had been planning on i maybe not 10k exactly i was like i to do a big number like whether it's like 888 or ten thousand or like you know something of that sort like obviously that was something that was very prominent especially in that 2021 era right like in the middle of 2021 that was what was happening that was what was popping um but i knew that i wanted something like big and special i wanted like this big rosy the riveter type of aesthetic but something that like 10,000 people could own a piece of right um but they're all individual they're all unique they're that's one of the special things about this like quote unquote generative art kind of anomaly that's happening in the art world you know as an artist it's i think for me extremely important to Explore and evolve as the mediums evolve, and as you're able to kind of open new doors to your creativity and really like kind of let it flourish and Of course, this generative capability was one of those ways, and so be able to create like these ten thousand individual pieces that could mean something special to each person, I think was something that was really meaningful to me as an artist and then in turn became something really meaningful to those who collected those pieces. I've heard some really, really special stories from people who have collected these pieces. So, yeah, it's been, it's been wild. And you are not wrong about the fact that things move fast.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. So I, the first time I remember hearing your, your story was, uh, I think, I, well, Women in Weapons drops October. I don't remember the, the exact date. October, that drops in October. on
1: my mom's birthday. The 23rd, yeah,
0: that's my mom's birthday, too. That's so funny. Oh,
1: really? Happy uh, uh, Scorpio Moms. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: so did it, did it sell out immediately? What happened there?
1: Four hours, four it hours, is, yeah. Um, and I remember it like it started and it was really rolling, and then towards maybe like hour three and a half, it was like brrr, they were really starting to roll in, and like you know, the mints were out and um I'm I'm not I'm somebody who like I tend to be in shock for a little while whenever I get like big news whereas Jake is somebody who like immediately reacts to big news so Jake's pretty (laughs) Jake's pretty much crying like immediately off the bat like can't believe that this just happened oh my gosh this is bananas and I'm just kind of like I don't I, I I can't believe this um and one of the first things that we were like we got to do this was uh we wanted to record a thank you video to everybody who had just minted, who had purchased a piece, who, you know, was cheering us on and so on and so forth. And you can see in that video, which is like low key embarrassing, but also really special to look back at. It like hits me as we're making the video and I just start like ugly crying basically <laughs> about like how wild this entire experience had been because I, I know like on our original roadmap, like um, one of our things was like at 10% mint, mint, Sarah quits her job at the hospital, which, you know, took me a little bit longer than I originally thought it was going to take because I was like, I wasn't ready to let go of that hospital job, you know, but yeah, it was wild.
0: So at one point, I, I, I think just looking back, it, it may have been November, but I don't know. You tell me at Gary was doing this series of, of Twitter spaces where he was interviewing, he was hosting a space. Uh, where he would come on and interview uh, a younger up-and-coming artist. Um, I guess sometimes not up-and-coming. I think he had some some well-known names on there, but you were on one of them. And that's the first time I remember hearing you. Was that after the the sellout? Was that, that after the Mint?
1: Yeah, that was after the Mint. I actually okay. I still remember that so vividly. I think that, that must be one of those like really wild times in your life that you just never forget. Um, I want to say that was like, Closer to end of November, maybe early December ish that that happened, and I think I was the first one on his DNA episode, and then I think after me was like Mumbot, and then Brain Vomit, I think, mm. is the the trajectory that it went in. Um, but yeah, it was after the mint.
0: So I I I think you minted at it was point oh five. Yes. Um, you, you sold out. I don't remember what caused this. I, I was listening to the space. Totally vibing with the story. Lo- really loved the art, and I was like, "All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get a piece." And so I looked at it, and I was like, "All right, I could do this." Eight minutes later, it was unattainable. Um, and that, and that is the 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 power of Gary V. Um yes. So, yes. like, just to like enough, some time has has passed here. Um, I, the market some crazy things. You, you've you've done a lot. Uh, you you put out a series too, like. Ha- how do you, how did you handle like the roller coaster? Like you went from zero to 60. Like we, we talked about like, you know, you quit your job. Like this is real, this is not like magical internet money. This is real life impact. Um, and just, you know, I would love to just hear your perspective now that some time has passed, like you're still doing it. you're just putting out great art, obviously. Um, and we'll put up all your socials in it at the end, but, um, yeah, I would just love to hear your perspective. Like, how did you, like, when you think about that era, like, what do you think about?
1: I think it's, I think it was very much like a just keep moving forward. Um, Keep moving forward. Don't look back. Continue to be grateful. I think being grateful is like one of the biggest keys to so many things in life. Um, And, you know, just eternally being grateful for the opportunity for Gary for the community of individuals who were there for me who were cheering me on who were supporting me um but also just like continuing to move forward and just recognizing that like life only has a forward trajectory there's no point in looking back um let's continue to evolve to grow to learn to do new and special things and you know I think it was like either that year or the year before that I started making the new year's resolution i only have one new year's resolution every year and that's To do something that scares me. Um, Mm. Because I'm somebody who's generally riddled with anxiety. And I realize that one of the best ways to get over a lot of those anxieties is to realize that you just sometimes just got to do the things that scare you. Um, And so a lot of this like wild roller coaster were things that scared me. I mean, I am like deathly afraid of public speaking. And what did I end up doing? like on overdrive was public speaking. I ended up speaking at like South by Southwest in Austin at brilliant minds in Sweden at VCon in Minneapolis, like, you know, on stages, which is crazy. Um, But you know what, doing the things that scared me, shooting my shot, taking chances, continuing to move forward, have been some of the most important things that I've ever done in my life. And quite literally the things that have been the catalyst to the Greatest number of open doors for me. Mm,
0: I love that. Um, And it's, you know, a a common... I've been listening to Gary for a a while and like talked to a lot of people that are very close to his inner circle. And and the common theme is like his his just spidey senses about people. Um, You know, he he puts a lot... He doesn't put a lot... I shouldn't say he puts a lot of people on, but he gives a lot of people a shot. You know, he gives a, 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 a lot... He puts a lot into the universe. But like looking back, like he really loved your stuff and i think loved you and and your jake uh even more so like he was sharing the discord he was you know repping the the hoodie and posting it um did you have any conversations with him like just as as friends as a supporter as a holder like i'm curious like how did that um how did that relationship evolve behind the scenes
1: Well, I will tell you that he's a very busy human. So, like, outside of, like, intermittent texting and, like, uh, you know, sometimes, like, especially at the start Twitter DMs, like, he's hard to get a hold of. And so, like, I think probably our longest conversation that we had together was on that DNA Spaces. And then I spoke on stage with him and um, Ashley, otherwise known as Borg Becky from Fame Lady Squad in uh, Sweden at Brilliant Minds. And it was he and Maha um, who were the ones that brought us there, basically. And so, like, we definitely got to chat a little bit backstage and everything. But, you know, he's one of those people that, one, you know, I think he's always looking out for others. He has those spidey senses, like you said, and he's he's wanting to make sure that he can help provide opportunities to people. Um, or at least helping them gain opportunities when they've already put in some of the work themselves. Um, but... If you get the chance to be close enough to him to look into his eyes, I think one of the things that you'll see is that he's a genuinely good person with a really, really good heart. Um, And you can see it in his eyes and you can also tell by his his behaviors. Right. Um, And so, like, you know, I think he and I have like this kind of unique friendship where obviously I recognize that he's like probably one of the busiest people in the world. But like we're also I think supportive of one another. So do I chat with them via text every single day? Definitely not. Do we chat once in a while about how the Jets are doing? Yes, definitely. So, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's been, it's been great.
0: Amazing. Um, yeah. I mean, it seems like he, he gets it right a lot, but I think he, he got it right um, with with you guys. So the, first of all, I I should have, taking a pause at the beginning because a lot of people, like I said, not to be totally redundant, but, um, weren't even around for this era. So can we just quickly, uh, tap into the, the essence of the weapon and women and weapons ecosystem, um, and the philanthropy, everything that goes into it, um, because it it is a a fantastic brand. So if you don't mind, just jamming on that for a second.
1: Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, so, I think probably a lot of people, the first thing they're gonna gather is that Women and Weapons is a jarring title, right? Um, But as it's meant to be, you know, I'm an artist and one of the things that I like to do is create commentary and conversation around my artwork. Um, And so these original pieces were really meant to portray these women from the mid-century era, These, these periods in time where women were not often perceived as powerful as they are. Um, and then I wanted to kind of take this like mid-century era weaponry, like something that we often perceive um as, as something war-era related, right? Um, and I wanted to use these as the metaphors and the symbols of the weapons that women carry into their everyday, their strengths, their education, their empathy, so on and so forth, all these special things. Um, and I also really believe that conversation, you know, especially meaningful conversation with one another is what ultimately creates cultural change. Um, and you know. Kind of like with Gary, like if I can make even the tiniest ripple effect of like doing good to others so that they will do good unto others and so on and so forth. And it keeps continuing. That's something that I want to do. And so from the beginning, we wanted to really have like a philanthropic, kind, loving, empathetic, understanding ethos and ecosystem. And so we put forth, you know, putting towards 5% of our original sales as 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 well as our secondary sales towards the Malala Fund, which helps girls in underserved areas gain an education, because quite frankly, just, you know, even a little bit of education up and up and up increases a girl or a woman's chances of independence, of not having to be a child bride and what have you. So I firmly believe that education can be a girl or a woman's weapon, right? Um, But also we have this strong ethos of like being there for our community um loving one another or being empathetic towards one another, or being a shoulder to lean on for one another. And, uh, you know, not to like obnoxiously pat ourselves on the back, but like I still firmly believe that we have, you know, one of the best communities like within, you know, this brand ecosystem. Like if you meet any women and weapons holders, they're very synonymous, I think, with V friends holders, where they're just mm. good humans. Um, and so that's something that I'm really I'm just so happy has kind of permeated through our ecosystem.
0: I, I believe it. Uh, just talking to so many people, like you said, there is an overlap and for a good reason, uh, yeah. because it's true, you know, two years, and this is true, two years, I making my rounds at VCon, I, obviously you were on stage and you guys had, had an amazing booth. I, I, a few times I walked around trying to like, maybe you guys were available. I could introduce myself and you guys were just mobbed like i this is the first time i'm getting to talk to you and introduce myself um but you know it's not just you know it's for a good reason like you 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 hear the stories second this is still a very small world and you know reputation is everything and obviously the, the talent is there it's amazing amazing stuff but you know it's the the people like gary says like it's the about the jockeys right um so uh, um, amazing and i'm really really um so happy for you from from afar and like diving in like you guys are just really getting going now so i w- with that um i would love you to tell us who nova is
1: oh yeah nova so one of the things kind of from the get-go that I wanted to do was to bring these characters to life, right? Um, Women and Weapons has a lore associated with it, hence, you know, part of the reason for Season 2, right? Was to kind of have this evolution of the lore and the storytelling behind Women and Weapons. And so Nova was really the first character that we brought to life. And so she comes from our Season 2 ecosystem. She's part of that, like, 1960s era. And she gets catapulted to 2023 via a lab incident and is now trying to figure out how to make it work in 2023. Um, but one of the things that I, I really want to do is to, to continue to bring these characters to life, to be able to storytell with them, to be able to, you know, make them something that's like interesting and fun and kind of part of this brand that people can really jive with and enjoy and, you know, want to participate in.
0: So cool. Um, and if, if you're listening, definitely check out uh, a Um, uh, really really just a, a really cool ecosystem um that i'm excited to dive more into um before uh we talk a little bit about v friends you we've been referencing jake jake is your husband uh yes. and business partner you know as someone this is pr- probably a, a little bit selfish but uh, i i know there's There's probably some people listening that, that can get something out of this. Talk to us about working with your spouse, because as someone that has had multiple adventures with, with mine, it's, it's not always the easiest thing. So quickly just share um, some kind of hack for, for the audience. And for me selfishly um, that you guys have had, because I know, I know it's not always the easiest thing to, to live and sleep with your business partner
1: yeah well i will say i feel like jake and i have a little bit of an advantage in that we've been together since we were 12 years old um so we did a lot of like growing and evolving together right from a very young age um but you know i think probably the biggest thing that makes it work is one anywhere that i have a weakness he has a strength and vice versa so that works out really nicely but also we recognize when to relinquish control and when to take control. Um, so I think obviously if you have like two very kind of like controlling hard-headed, hard-headed individuals, you can kind of get into a little bit of like a headlock. And then if you have two individuals who prefer to kind of like, you know, be a helper or take a back seat, then oftentimes you don't get anything done. Um, and Jake and I are are capable of being a bit of both, you know, If I recognize that it's something that he has a strength in, I'm very comfortable with relinquishing the control and giving that to him and vice versa. Like if he recognizes it's something that I have a strength in, he's also very comfortable with relinquishing the control and letting, you know, letting me kind of have it and drive that bus. Um, And so ultimately, I think like, you know, if you if you feel very um, like very much like you have to have that ego, you have to have the control, you have to you're the only person that can get it done, and get it done right, then you're gonna have a very hard time working with your significant other for sure. Um, but I think it's something that, you know, as you, as you learn and as you grow, especially with one another, like we have, you know, we're 32 now and we met when we were 12, um, started dating when we were 12. Uh, it's something that we were able to work out a lot of the kinks with, you know, from like 12 till basically 25, right? And now we've kind of like figured out where those kinks are and smoothed it all out. So I think we definitely got a head start where probably a lot of people don't. But the biggest word of advice is to just you know be comfortable in knowing knowing and accepting help whenever it's an area that you're not as strong in.
0: Mm, I love that man. Twelve years old. That's what a love story. That's amazing. So I, I'd love to to pivot to to V friends a little bit. When was the first time you said you were? You guys obviously had a pulse on Gary V. Um, but when was the first time you remember hearing about v Friends?
1: Oh gosh, I think we first heard about v Friends probably I think before the first mint happened, to be honest, um especially Jake was very tapped into it all um you know i I certainly got tapped in, I think a little bit later than he did, but we were pretty much had v friends on our radar from the get go
0: and as as an artist uh when you first saw the art what what were your thoughts i mean he gets teased a lot for for the child the child doodles but i'm just curious i always like to ask everyone but especially someone that practices the craft
1: yeah i totally i don't think that he should get teased for the doodles at all i think what i think personally that the images drawn by hand by gary are so special especially to somebody like me because it's something that his hands have touched right Mm. like He put his energy into this illustration by hand. And I think that alone makes it extremely special. I mean, it's kind of like an altar signature, like somebody of course could recreate it, but it's never going to be just like it was when he did it himself, right? Um, And so I love the artwork. I think it's extremely special. Um, It came straight from him, straight from his heart, straight from his brain and his hands. And I think that alone makes it like gold, you know?
0: a 100% um yeah i'm a i'm a i mean it's always going to be a special those series one characters i've grown to love a lot of the iterations of the series two we see them more often now yes. but um you know especially with the cards and stuff but some of those series one it just it's going to be sentimental um you ended up uh i think getting a, a polished poodle right yes um yeah. but curious are any other characters jump out you when jump out at you when you when you first, you know, saw, saw the mints and saw the the catalog? What did he gravitate towards?
1: I mean, would you be shocked if I said that I really liked the Persian cat? <laughs> no. Yeah, um, that and his black cat. Those are probably two of my favorites. I'm a crazy cat lady. I will, like, happily admit it. Um, and so I've definitely had my eyeballs on the cats, but, you know, also very much love my polished poodle. But one of these days... I will get a black cat or one of the Persians. So we'll see.
0: I I don't doubt you. I don't think anyone could, should doubt you. But um yeah, the the cat the whistle has been blown in both of those. So it, there, I don't think there's going to be a a, a floor per se for yeah. anytime soon. But uh yeah, so you tweeted out on, on October 25th, 2021 that you finally got your your polished poodle any Rhyme or reason for that, or you just gravitated towards the poodle?
1: Well, one, I gravitated towards the poodle. I mean, obviously, there were plenty of pieces that were available to purchase. I gravitated towards the poodle. Two, I wanted to be a part of the V Friends ecosystem. I think, you know, even when, you know, if say someday there's no longer a V Con or whatever, like I think I will still very much love and appreciate that polished poodle because, like I said earlier, this was something hand drawn by Gary, and I think. For me, that makes it extremely special, not just because it's Gary, but because I'm extremely proud of this ecosystem that he's built and the type of people that have been drawn to this ecosystem. Um, I think for me, VCon year one was like the most magical, special event that I had ever been to in my entire life. And the reason I say that is because when I got there and I started meeting people, it wasn't like meeting people that you've never met before for the first time. It was like meeting family members, basically like everybody's kind, everybody's loving. I mean, it's just a very special kind of like euphoric type of event. And because of that, like, you know, I I think it's always going to be extremely special to me.
0: Yeah. um, And I I was, I was going to ask you about your experience there. Prior to that, were you tapped in, to the community, I know they weren't doing many spaces then as an official from the vFriends account, but there were some community spaces where you, did you have a taste of the community from the discord or m- maybe some of that? Uh, I know we talked about an overlap, I'm just curious, like what was the first taste of the community prior to VCon? Um,
1: oh gosh, I, I would say probably discord, but like predominantly Twitter, to be honest with you. Um, I think I started really interacting with a lot of the the vFam community, the V Friends community through Twitter. Um, and really just starting to like fall in love with the humans that I was getting to meet. And of course, there was a lot of like kind of natural overlap, I think, between the Be Friends community and the Women and Weapons community, especially like, you know, given the fact that like Gary was, you know, the original collector of my original Women and Weapons pieces. Um, and so that was kind of like my introduction to some of the community members that like allowed me to bleed out into getting to know more of the community members. Um, and just I think learning that, like it didn't matter what human I was meeting, that was a part of the V Friends community. I like just off the bat, kind of loved them. They were just immediately people that gelled with me, you know, and who I am as a human.
0: Mm. So Vcon one, you're obviously a speaker. You're over... I didn't know about the whole um, public speaking thing. That's amazing. So you obviously overcame that.
1: No. Um... No, no. 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 I'm still terrified <laughs> of <by> public speaking.
0: <laughs> well, well, you. You push through. Actually, two year speaker now. Yes. Um, two time. Uh, we'll we'll see if you go for the three peat this year. Um, but like, talk to us. Like, you you have a not only are you a speaker, you guys have a booth that's totally lively. You know, a line to to meet you and hear your story. Um, was what was like the most? You know, I, I'm sure there were a lot of surreal, like pinch me moments. But was there any? moment conversation where you just kind of had like that utterly surreal out of body like i can't believe this is happening i can't believe this piece affected this person like this curious if there's any fun um anecdote from from vcon 22 in in minnesota
1: yeah i mean gosh i had so many people who came up and were telling me like i bought this for my daughter because i want her someday to look at this and think i really want to be a strong woman like i want to do things for myself i want to be independent like i want to be powerful and so certainly those, those things like really resonated with me. They were very meaningful to me. But there was one instance, and this is a story that I will never, never forget in my entire life. And this person has become probably one of my favorite people on the planet. And I'm not going to share their name just in case the story is private to them. Um, but they came up and told me that the piece that they had gotten from the women weapons ecosystem reminded them of their sister who had passed away. Um, and they hold it really, really close to themselves, really near and dear to their heart because, you know, it it reminds them of their sister. It kind of like helps bring her back basically. Um, and that person and I have become really, really close with one another and somebody that I look forward to getting to talk to, to getting to see everything. But that was a very, I think, pinch me moment when I realized how powerful sometimes having something that resonates with you, especially whenever it's kind of almost tailored to you, like, you know, because each of these pieces are individual, they're all unique. They, for some people, are very tailored to them and are very meaningful to them. Um, and I think that was the first time that I really got that, like, huh in my heart feeling that, like, this this is what it's all about right here.
0: That's that's amazing to be able to make those ripples in people's lives um, and just, just have such a strong hand in that. Was there something that you, like, and we're talking about a couple of years past, so maybe it's in the wind, but was there something that you were looking to get out of that first experience? Um, Maybe it was just to connect with your community. Maybe it was to, to up-level in some kind of business capacity. Just curious, like someone that is has the the spotlight on them. You know, people in the community say, you know, I I want this, I want X, Y, Z. Like I'm looking to get this out of this conference, but I'm curious for someone that, Uh, had uh, quite the itinerary and and a lot to do and a lot of people to meet. I'm curious from from your purview, if if you had something that you set out to do.
1: I think like number one thing that I was most excited about was getting to meet these people that I had been talking to for so long in real life and be able to like hug them in real life and, you know, chat with them face to face. That was Hands down, the most exciting thing, the most exciting opportunity for me that that con brought about, and I think it was like probably the moment that I was like, oh my god, I've found my people. You know, like not knocking my my friends from the hospital system and like from healthcare, like I love them to bits and pieces. Um, But this this really felt like I had found my people. Like I felt like I was around people who. Understood the things that I liked. They resonated with the things that that I resonate with, um and it just felt—I don't know how to how to explain it. it. Just felt like I was like understood and, and embraced, basically. Um, and I think that's probably how a lot of the people that are there feel. Um, and that—that that I think, along with something extremely special.
0: Mm. It's it's nice to be around people that that get it. You kind of highlighted it with your your story when when gary bought the pieces yeah. um you know my wife and i have these big things happening like in our ecosystem but then we'll like go out to dinner with friends or go to a barbecue and we can't like share that yeah that piece of our life um and if we did it just sounds like like your example is perfect like oh you made an etsy sale like bravo yes, um, yes exactly. so um. I'm very interested in how, like, this leaks out, like how how those two morph, like the IRL with the the I don't have a better name than normies right now, but uh, you know our regular IRL people and this this V fam Web three
1: yeah. community. Well, I'm I'm actually glad that you're touching on that, Rob, because I just did a post today on Twitter talking about this artist that I really 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 love. I love their work, um, but they're predominantly on like other social platforms like Instagram and so on. They're not at all involved with Web3. Um, They just put out a post the other day that was just bashing NFTs and digital collectibles and Web3. I mean, bashing, like calling it nothing but scams and yada yada, yada, all this stuff. And it kind of was like a little bit of a dagger to the heart because it's it's not the first time I've heard it. You know, I've been to different gallery events here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area where artists also talked about, you know, how terrible the NFT space is, how terrible Web3 is, it's all scams, yada, yada. And I was like, man, like if these people just realized, like if they took a minute to learn a little bit about it, why it's so special, I think for artists, but also just the technology here is extremely, you know, interesting as well. They would realize, you know, this is a great opportunity for independence and autonomy for artists, being able to sell your artworks on a global scale, get in front of a global audience, and dabble with new technology that we previously didn't have access to, um, but instead a lot of people choose to take these kind of like closed-minded approaches to it, and it's a little bit upsetting for me because you know if if you're familiar at all with a lot of gallery art, oftentimes galleries will take fifty percent of the profits from your sale or more sometimes. or mm. um, you have to pay a fee to get your art into a gallery, right um, whereas with with digital collectibles with nfts with web three. A lot of your kind of power and your ownership is in the hands of yourself as the artist. And that's part of what makes it so special in this ecosystem that I think that so many of us are trying to like educate others about. But, you know, we'll get there one of these days. I think, you know, anytime there's anything new technologically or anything, you name it, there's always going to be early adopters. There's going to be people who are curious and then there's going to be people who dig their heels in and have absolutely no interest in in learning about something and that's, that's okay. But I hope we get there sooner than later.
0: No, it's such a good point. And I think it's, it's just time, right? Yes. Like I think we're past that wag me stage where yes. everyone's, you know, killing it. Um, and you know, where it's going to be interesting to see, uh, this, this kind of next cycle, just behaviors yes. uh, and how people play it the same or p- people play it different. Um, because it hasn't been too long, but it feels like a long time ago. That's that, you know, some of these dates, um, you know, community is speaking of web three, uh, community, the buzzword of 2021 and 2022, what does that word mean to you community?
1: Yeah, I, I honestly, it ground my gears so hard that like people started to be like taboo about the word community because like this is what the women of weapons ecosystem is. It's a very special community. Like the V-Friends community is also a community, but I think it got it got kind of a negative connotation to it because there were a lot of people who were not using it in the terminology that was supportive and um empathetic towards the people who were in their ecosystem, right? They were using it as a term to make sales, unfortunately. Um so I think, you know, it's it's sad that it had that kind of negative connotation turn with it, But, you know, I think a lot of the founders that are left that are here are the people who care about their communities, like the V friends, the dead fellas, the world of women's, the women and weapons, you know, all these communities that are still here. We use that word because that's quite literally what it is. Like, this is our community. These are our people.
0: I love that. I'm sorry. I just, <laughs> well, I lost I my tap.
1: something maybe cool in my drawer. Can I open my drawer real quick?
0: Please. Okay. Yeah.
1: It's just kind of a loud drawer because it's a really old desk.
0: Oh, please.
1: Okay. I um I don't think it's in here. I have to figure out my husband probably put it somewhere. Um we have this really great Polaroid of Gary um from Brilliant Minds. Uh and it's like one of my favorite photos, and I, I actually got him to sign it, but we were backstage at Brilliant Minds, and I was trying to take a photo of him, and I couldn't get my Polaroid to work. Um, and so like basically he I, he was trying to grab the Polaroid to see if he could fix it. And then I was able to get the photo of him. But anyway, I wanted to share that with you guys. Don't worry. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. If you, if you find it later, definitely snap a pic. I would love yeah. to see it. Um, And I, you know, speaking of that, we talked about VCon one, obviously you returned for VCon two. And I, I saw a great video of you talking to Sasha, uh, Gary's yes. father Yes. about this, your whole journey. I think you were just kind of synthesizing it for, for him and putting it, you know, plugging the pieces on who you are and how Gary impacted, um, you know, your life. And it, it was such a cool moment because, you know, you could tell, you know, Gary, Gary's great at just being in the moment, as yes. as you, you said, like, you know, it's very evident that when you look at him, like he's actually listening, you know, he, he's got a, an amazing memory. Um, you know, and Sasha, who's been with Gary through all of these meet and greets, uh, you know, it isn't so native to him but there was a a cool moment within that when it really like clicked for him and the the light bulb went off and he had this uh, amazing smile Uh, just a a really really cool moment um, to share that Um, and and, and with that you know how you you talked you touch on your relationship with Gary but just like you know a couple years have passed like how is it now, like, me- meeting him? Like, do you still get all those feelings again? Are you escalating? Are you try- trying to biz dev something else? Like, I'm just curious.
1: <laughs> you know, honestly, I think anytime I get a chance to see him, I just I just want to say hi, you know, and get a hug, hmm. basically. Because, like, I recognize he's extremely busy, right? And I, I don't want to take up more of his time than he has available. Um, So, generally, whenever I see him, I just like to give him a hello, give him a hug. You know, wish him the best for whatever it is that he's currently working on, and kind of be on my merry way. Every now and then, I might ask for some advice, but for the most part, like I try to not like impose too too Mm. much. But you know, I will say, um, good people come from good families, uh, and I have now had the opportunity to meet both of his parents and both of his siblings. And they're all just very, very, very sweet, kind people. And you can definitely get an understanding as to why he himself is such a good person. He's come from a really, really wonderful family of humans.
0: Absolutely. Uh, before, a couple quick uh, questions before we get into our, our, our last segment. You know, it's very, there's a lot of people that do amazing things in in this community, in your community, and, and just in this the space at large, a lot of people give and you know, share their kindness out in front. The more people I talk to, I realize there's a lot of amazing things that are done behind the scenes. People yes. don't, don't want to be so out in front about it. Um, and obviously that's everyone's choice, but I'm, I'm curious. I would love, I'd love to ask people if they would, would blow the whistle, blow up someone's spot um, in a good way. Anyone that you would like to give roses to for anything that pops in your mind
1: yeah well i mean i think the first person that comes to mind is obviously my husband um you know he has been there with me for me through thick and thin um you know i think there is nothing more exciting for him than to see me being able to live my passion of being a you know a full-time artist um but also another person that's behind the scenes is amber victoria that girl is the best friend I think I could ever ask for. She is always cheering me on, always giving me advice, always being so supportive. Um, and I can say the same about people like Mumbat, like Jen Stark, um, like so many of the people who are in our community, but there's just, there's so many people that like, they're always there to help you out. They're always there to be a lending ear, to be supportive, to give advice. And oftentimes, I think people don't see it. But I hope that whenever they meet those people, you know, in real life, or even just, you know, engaging with them over social media, they can kind of feel what that feels like, you know, that that person has this kindness ingrained in them. Mm,
0: I love that. Um, I had the privilege of talking to Amber, too. Like, you could just kind of like talking to you, like, you know, instantly, like, oh, this this is a good person. Yeah, uh, I really enjoy talking to her. There's obviously we we've touched on your story like it, it it's amazing there's a lot of people though out there right now that are still kind of in that grind they're they're kind of maybe maybe they're putting their toe in the water instead of jumping in uh you know sh- sharing that that one piece um every couple months, maybe posting deleting maybe be embarrassed to to share that part of their life whatever you want to call it for for someone that thinks that man like this is never going to happen for me. I I would love to just a a piece of advice that you would share um because I'm sure you get this a lot like what's your advice for people that are still on that grind on that uphill journey?
1: Um well first and foremost never say never. Um you never know when when doors are going to open, when opportunities are going to arise. And I can certainly, you know, understand what it's like to be constantly grinding, 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 and just, you know, feeling like you're not seeing the results. And I think one of the biggest pieces of it, of advice is, you know, continue to try different things first and foremost. Like, don't keep trying the same thing over and over and over again. Try something new. Try and evolve. Try and, you know, do all kinds of different things and see what sticks. But also, don't be embarrassed about what people might have to say. I totally understand that, you know you might have a thousand voices of people cheering you on. And then one person who has something negative to say, and that one person oftentimes will be the thing that's repeating in your ear over and over and over again, or repeating in your head over and over again, but do your best to just ignore it and keep pressing forward. Um, Cause I think, you know, one of the biggest things is just continuing to be consistent and persevere, persevere through the difficulties and consistent with, with what it is that you're trying to work towards and, I hope that those who are passionate about something that are really, really wanting something for themselves, I really truly hope that they get that opportunity to attain it. You know, it may not come today. It may not come tomorrow. It may come 10 years from now, but just keep going.
0: Mm, I love it. Before we head into the last bit, I just wanted to uh, throw a little roses your way. Thank you again for coming and, and sharing your time and your story with us here. Um, uh, you know, it, it's it's a very special story because of, of the time and just the serendipity and just, you know, highlighting a person that that deserves it and and a talented one at that. Um, and, you know, the the topic of just putting women in the spotlight as a badass, um, you know, as someone that was raised by a single mom and I was the older brother of two sisters, one of which now is a pro MMA fighter and just a total badass. Like this, this hits me so. Um, thank you for for doing that. Um, so so cool. And for anyone listening, Women in Weapons, Sarah Bauman is your IG. Well, I'll link it up, but is it uh, Sarah Bauman IG? It's
1: Sarah S Bauman. Sarah
0: S Bauman. That's yeah. right. And we'll we'll link it all up. You're up to uh, amazing stuff. I've I've seen the the heritage pieces are amazing. Um, so thank you for just for what you're putting out into the world
1: thank you so much rob i really really appreciate you and thank you so much for taking the time to interview me i mean clearly you did your homework so i appreciate it
0: uh, my pleasure my pleasure um actually one more question did you ever get your i saw somewhere that you were looking for some v friends cars did you ever get your polished poodle
1: i did not get a polished poodle but you know what um Greek GreekGod.eth, I think, sent me a uh, v Friends card. And I have it upstairs. If I had it close, I would show it to you. I have to look at it again to remember what it was. But I finally have one. <laughs> it took a right. while I finally got one.
0: Well, I'm, I'm going to make it one of my duties to make sure you get a polished poodle. And some... Oh,
1: thank you so much. I appreciate it.
0: Um, Of course, of course. Um, somewhere that hit my radar. So really quick, uh, last segment... Uh, It's called Micro Macro Spitfire. So I'm just going to fire off some questions and you can answer as, as quick and in the macro as you'd like, or get your microscope out and, and explain um, some, give us some context as to why that is your answer.
1: Okay. All, All right.
0: right. So um, what was your first NFT you ever minted?
1: Oh, you mean purchase?
0: Sorry. Purchase. Yes.
1: Oh, I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember. Okay.
0: All good. Favorite teacher you had growing up and one reason why?
1: Gosh, that's a hard question. Um, Honestly, it was probably my first grade teacher. Her name was Miss Penny. Um, And the reason is because I had some serious, serious um, uh, attachment anxiety with my mom. And she, every day, even though it was a pain in the butt that I threw a fit about leaving my mom, she would take the time to understand and listen and give me the hugs and the snuggles that I needed and uh, I think I've carried that with me throughout life, and it's something that you know when somebody needs me, I try my best to take the time to give them the attention and the love that they need to.
0: Amazing, uh, secret talent you have that most people don't know.
1: I can fold my tongue in half. Oh, yeah. All right. Eh.
0: <laughs> there you go.
1: A so VPM session's moment. Iranian snap, which really freaks people out.
0: That's wild too.
1: Yeah, weird, weird um, stuff.
0: <laughs> amazing. Uh if what brand influencer artist whatever I'll I'll pocket those all together. If tomorrow they said we're we're starting an NFT project, would you drop everything and ape into it right away?
1: Oh my god, Nike. For sure, Nike. Um gosh. Uh and the reason I say Nike since we're talking about macro and micro um, the reason I say Nike is because their slogan is just do it. And one of my personal slogans is just flip and go for it. Um, and so I feel like, you know, it's kind of like a match made in heaven. So holla at me, Nike, I'm ready to drop everything for you guys.
0: All right. Maybe a collab in the works. <laughs> uh, What if, if it became illegal to have more than one social media platform, which one would you keep?
1: Ooh, X is going to be mad at me. Uh, Instagram. I'm I'm a visual type of human. Um, and so being able to look at photos and, and videos and everything, that, that brings my heart joy.
0: Early bird or night owl?
1: I used to be a big time night owl. I've lately, in my old age, been turning into a little bit of an early bird.
0: <laughs> I hear that. Bougie hotel or hiking and camping in the woods?
1: Um... Could I say hiking and staying in, like, a cool, like, retro motel near the woods instead of, of
0: uh, That's, camping. I like that. Yeah. We'll, we'll take it. Um, wine, beer, or coffee? Coffee. Favorite movie?
1: <laughs> 21 Jump Street is my, my latest favorite.
0: Favorite concert you've ever been to?
1: Uh, Maniskin, or moniskin I don't know how to pronounce the name correctly, but that's the one.
0: Gratitude Gorilla or Patient Pig?
1: Gratitude Gorilla.
0: How do you want to be remembered in the Web3 space?
1: Uh, I, I really hope that, um, if anything, people will remember me as somebody who did their best to do good to others and, and leave a positive ripple effect, uh, in the ecosystem.
0: And, uh, I'm sorry, two more. Uh, would you rather have a and you have an interesting perspective of this because of your time with him. But would you rather have a two hour group dinner with Gary, you and nine other people or a 15 minute one on one?
1: Um, you know, I think probably the group dinner, because I think it'd be fun to bounce things off of each other and, and kind of engage with each other's conversations and, and kind of get his feedback to other people's questions.
0: And then again, unique perspective. But if he was here and you could ask him one question, what would it be?
1: Oh, gosh, that's hard. That's something that I'd almost have to like prepare. Um, I'd probably ask him what's the one thing in life that he's the most grateful for. I think I could probably guess the answer, but I would I would like to know what his answer is.
0: I love that. Uh, Sarah Bowman, thank you so much. This has been such a treat and I'm, I'm so grateful for for you, your time and your work and your your presence. So I appreciate you.
1: Thank you so much, Rob. I appreciate you so much. And the VFAM.
0: We'll talk soon.
1: Definitely.